I'm Kendra Winchester here with Autumn Privet, and this is Reading Women, a podcast where we are reclaiming half the bookshelf by discussing books written by or about women. And this is episode number 58, where we're talking about our most anticipated books for 2019, part one. Hi, Kendra. I'm so excited to talk about these 2019 books. Yes, we've been looking at the spreadsheet and perusing lists and just doing all the things. And it's finally time to talk about them, which is, of course, very exciting, which I guess we're repeating ourselves, but it's very true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the books we're not talking about today, but I was so excited for 2019 reads as soon as I found out that Aaron Morgenstern was coming out with a new book. And I read The Night Circus a couple of years ago and loved it. And I've been dying for her to publish something new. So it's going to it's gonna be a good year for books. And Zen Cho, she also has another book coming out. Zen Cho, Toni Morrison, so um, Claudia Rankin. I mean, seriously. Yeah, so it was very difficult to narrow it down to four books each, I guess our top eight books, but we did it. We did it. And I left off so many. Oh my goodness, guys. So we will have some honorable mentions in our show notes, everyone. So in addition to all of the books that we mentioned today, we will include those. So you can go check those out if you like. And you can also do what I do which is go to Kendra's Goodreads <laughs> and creepy stock on her 2019 reads shelf and just add all of them to your list. <laughs> that is a nice resource, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, there are a lot there. All right. Well, some notes before we head into all of this. These are the U.S. publishing houses and publishing dates. So if you are in a different country, be sure to double check with your country to see when it is being published. Also, the publication dates are subject to change. So keep an eye on them. Uh, they may move. Which, as, as long as it's earlier, you know. <laughs> well, I just remember when Roxane Gay's memoir was pushed out a, a couple times. Yes, that was so sad. <sighs> but it's but it finally was... made it. It made it. But before we get too sidetracked, Kendra, you want to start us off with your first pick? Right. So the first pick I have is one I've had on my TBR for several years now. Um, Esme Weijin Wong won the Grey Wolf Prize for nonfiction. Past winners are Leslie Jameson and Angela Palm. Esme wrote this book and is finally coming out, and it's called The Collected Schizophrenias. So this collection of essays follows Esme and her diagnosis of schizoaffective disorder and also Lyme disease. And so these essays feature her struggle with both mental and uh, physical chronic illness. And I have been so looking forward to reading her take on this. Also, I mean, the Grey Wolf Prize for Nonfiction is a very prestigious nonfiction prize of course it's it's going to be great it sounds amazing and i love a good collection of essays and so i think this one's going to be really good i mean gray wolf everything i've read by gray wolf has just been incredible yeah and i know because of esme's uh struggle with i think particularly lyme disease this book has been pushed out um one or two times and so i'm so happy that it's finally coming out that she'll be able to see that and share it with the world um it's a very exciting time for her so congrats congrats to esme for doing that well and some of you may know her name from a book that we actually talked about on the podcast a long time ago um the border of paradise um which is a novel that she wrote and so yeah, this is her first work of nonfiction. I'm so 
happy to finally read that. I remember being captivated by the border of paradise. Uh, she just has a very interesting style and perspective on the world. So, and that book is coming out on February 5th. And that is The Collected Schizophrenias by Esme Weijin Wong. And that is coming out from Grey Wolf Press. One of the books I'm looking forward to next year is Sugar Run by Misha Marin. And this book is coming out, well, it's out by the time this episode will come out on January 8th. And it is published by Algonquin Books. And I think I first heard about this book through Liberty Hardy's Instagram, I think. I'm pretty sure. But it is set in 1989 and it's about a 17-year-old who is sentenced to life in prison for manslaughter and when she's released 18 years later she's trying to find again like her place in the world but it's set in Appalachia and the cover is beautiful on the mountains oh man just make my heart pitter-patter this just seems like such an amazing book not only you know set in the south which is like my first love but it also seems like it tackles some really interesting issues, and I am just can't wait to get my hands on a copy of this book. Yeah, I've seen it. A lot of people talking about it for the Reading Women Challenge this year. There's a prompt uh, about to read a book set in or about Appalachia, and a lot of people are picking this one. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it's getting... It seems like it's been getting a lot of really good early reviews as well. Um, and it's also like an LGBTQ book, you know, set in the South, which is you don't often find so i don't know i'm just really excited to read this book (laughs) this is misha's debut novel as well so and i don't know a lot about her as an author but yeah so i'm excited to get this book and as i said it comes out it will be out by the time this episode airs on january 8th of this year and as i said it's published by algonquin books Okay, so my next pick uh, comes out on March 5th, and that is A Woman Is No Man by Itaf Rum. And this is written by an Arab-American author. I believe she's Palestinian-American. And this is about 18-year-old Dea who is having her marriage arranged by her grandparents. And her par- and Dea's parents supposedly died in a car accident. But there's a secret note from a mysterious yet familiar looking woman, and then Dea begins to question her entire past. And according to the blurb, the narrative jumps back and forth between Dea and Isra, which I think is her mom. Um, and so, like, some secrets come out and a bunch of different things. Uh, but this was recommended to me by Samaya, one of our new contributors. Uh, so it looks amazing. Yeah, this book sounds really interesting, and it's something that I really know nothing about, so it'll be, I, I'm I'm looking forward to reading this one as well. Yes, and I mean, and when Samaya, you know, recommends something, I feel like I, you definitely take note. And so I haven't read too many Palestinian American stories, and so I'm very much looking forward to this one. And the cover looks mysterious, and there's just a lot going on here, so definitely stay tuned. You might see it later this year on one of our episodes. So that is A Woman Is No Man by Itafrum, and this is coming out on March 5th from Harper Books. Then my next pick is Black Is The Body, Stories From My Grandmother's Time, My Mother's Time, and Mine by Emily Bernard. And this book is coming out on January 29th by Knopf Publishing. And this is an essay collection slash memoir. And Emily is a prolific writer, and this this book is about race relations in the U.S., like as the title suggests. 
And from the blurb, it says that, quote, she writes in Black is the Body how each of the essays goes beyond a narrative of black innocence and white guilt, how each is anchored in a mystery, and how each sets out to discover a new way of telling the truth as the author has lived it, unquote. So it seems like it's a really personal book. Like she talks about, the blurb says, you know, she talks about how she, she was involved, she was attacked in a stabbing when she was at Yale and New England and different things like that. But one of the things that most interests me about this book is the multi-generational aspect of it. And I'm always interested in multi-generational stories. So the fact that she kind of takes these three time periods, her grandmother's, mother's, and hers, and weaves them all together is something that sounds really intriguing to me. It sounds like she's combining the multi-generational family saga in the essay, which I think is pretty much two of your kryptonites. Uh, basically. <laughs> ba- basically. Yeah, so, and the cover, you know, I'm always a sucker for a good cover, and the cover is beautiful. Um, and I just love, you know, nonfiction is always really interesting to me, too. But, yeah, this one looks fascinating, and as I said, it's coming out on... January 29th by Knopf Publishing. This week's episode is sponsored by The Great Courses Plus. You know, we all know that reading is one of those things that opens up new worlds and new people, places, and ideas. And the great thing about The Great Courses Plus is that they give you access to so much more knowledge and just a whole new world of like things to learn and discover. We've been getting familiar with this online streaming service in the last couple of weeks, and I've just been really amazed by like the variety of topics they have. Everything from like Shakespeare and medieval Europe to psychology and photography and business and so much more. So with The Great Courses Plus, there is an unlimited access to thousands of lectures by experts who are not only knowledgeable in their field, but also really passionate about their subjects. So one of the courses or series of courses that they have is called Great Utopian and Dystopian Works of Literature. I feel like dystopian is thrown out a lot right now, always using those kind of phrases. And it's like, where did they originally come from with the study of literature? And in this series of lectures, Professor Pamela Bador talks about the origins of utopia and dystopia. And then it looks at the types of literature that fall along those lines, including Ursula K. Le Guin, Octavia Butler. There's actually two lectures on Octavia Butler, Margaret Atwood, Suzanne Collins, like so many amazing women who've been at the forefront of this genre. And it's just it's so good to learn more about that because we're obviously huge fans. Yeah, and like one of the lectures too is about like the feminist utopian movement of the 1970s. So we know that The Great Courses Plus is going to enrich your life too, so we have arranged for a special limited time offer for you, our listeners, and that is an entire month of unlimited learning for free. And to get the special offers, you sign up through the URL thegreatcoursesplus.com slash readingwomen. And we will also be sure to link it in our show notes so you can easily access that. So to start your free month trial now, be sure to sign up at thegreatcoursesplus.com slash readingwomen. The, and that's thegreatcoursesplus.com slash readingwomen. And thank you so much to The Great Courses Plus for sponsoring this episode of Reading Women. Which brings us to our next pick, which is yours, Kendra. 
Yes. So many of you know that I am a huge fan of G. Willow Wilson and Ms. Marvel. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I think I have talked about that comic more than any other uh, in the last couple years. I was so excited to learn that G. Willow Wilson has a novel coming out called The Bird King uh, from Grove Press. Uh, So The Bird King is an epic journey set during the reign of the last sultan in the Iberian Peninsula at the height of the Spanish Inquisition. And we know that G. Willow Wilson is one of the most amazing American Muslim literary voices that we have right now. And so she is delivering this new novel that tells the story of Fatima, a concubine in the royal court of Grenada. And it's in the last emirate of the Muslim of Muslim Spain and her dearest friend, Hassan, uh, the palace map maker. And so the novel is the story of, I guess, their relationship in this tumultuous time in Spain's history. And so I cannot wait to read this book. And Autumn, have, have you seen this cover? I hadn't seen it until you sent it to me, but oh my goodness. <laughs> Isn't that the most amazing thing you've ever seen? Like, I haven't been excited this much by cover since I saw the UK cover of The Bear and the Nightingale. It's so beautiful and complex and oh man imaginative like all of the wonderful descriptors so i cannot wait to get my hands on this book um and it comes out on march 12th and that is the bird king by g willow wilson so my next pick is lost children archive by valeria luiselli and this is a fiction book coming out from knoff i have been looking forward to this book for a very long time I read Valeria's book, The Story of My Teeth, uh, probably two years ago now, and yeah, which is crazy. Totally blew me away. And so this is her new book, which is about a mother and father who are traveling from New York to Arizona with their 10-year-old son. So like as they're traveling across the West, like through Virginia and to Oklahoma and to Texas, there becomes like this family drama, but she tackles in this book topics about, from the blurb it says, quote, the father, a sound documentarist, hopes to gather an inventory of echoes from this historic mythic place, which is like the region where the Apaches once lived. Um, And then the mother, a radio journalist, becomes consumed by the news she hears on the car radio about thousands of children trying to reach America but getting stranded on the southern border. So it seems like it's going to be a very timely book, also probably a very emotional book to read. But she is such a beautiful writer that I'm just really excited to just immerse myself in her words again. I remember how much you loved the story of my teeth. And as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, yep. That's that's an autumn book. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and she wrote another book that came out last year called, and I haven't read it yet, called Tell Me How It Ends, an essay in 40 questions where she tackles a similar topic about the children of immigrants. So this seems to be a in, this, in a similar theme, so I'm going to read that one as well. But yes, I am definitely interested in reading Lost Children Archive by Valeria Luiselli, and it comes out on February 12th by Knopf. And my next pick comes out on March 19th, and that's Long Live the Tribe of Fatherless Girls by T. Kira Madden, and that comes out from Bloomsbury. And full disclosure, Kira and I used to work together, so I had a small glimpse of the beginning of this memoir's story. 
And I'm so happy that Kira now has the opportunity to send out this thing she's been working on for so long uh, out into the world. Kira's story begins in Boca Raton, Florida, where she grew up. Uh, her mom is Chinese and her dad is white, so she grows up as a biracial child in a very affluent community. But while things seem to be going well on the outside, on the inside, both of her parents are struggling with addiction. It's just a story of a young woman trying to find her place in the world and, and struggling to understand herself, understand where she came from, and connect with all of those different things. And I think that a lot of people will be able to connect with Kira's story. And I am so excited that it's, again, it's going out into the world. It has this gorgeous cover and there's like glitter on it. Uh, I've heard so many great things. She has gotten a lot of great blurbs from different authors, including Lauren Groff's. Yeah, I remember seeing this cover a while back, I feel like, maybe in an advanced copy, but it looks amazing. I feel like I've heard about this book for a long time, too, because I've known you. Um, <laughs> oh, man, you should go to the website because there's an animated GIF of the cover sparkling, and it's totally worth your time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be sure to link that down below. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like people reading this book because there's so many different twists and turns and different things in Kara's life that it, it's just an amazing story and I can't believe it happened to a real person and so <laughs> yes uh, so that is Long Live the Tribe of Fatherless Girls by T. Kira Madden and that comes out on March 19th from Bloomsbury Publishing my final pick is Miracle Creek by Angie Kim, and this is published by Sarah Crichton Books by FSG. And this is a book that changed titles. <laughs> um, you might have seen it. Um, I don't remember what the last... I don't remember what the old title was. But anyway, so it changed titles halfway through, which is kind of how my attention was first drawn to this book because I saw someone talking about it on Bookstagram. But anyway, so it is a courtroom drama about a Korean immigrant family and a young single mother accused of murdering her eight-year-old autistic son. And it's set in a small town called Miracle Creek in Virginia. Yeah, so it's about a murderer and immigration and living in small town America. And it just sounds amazing and Angie herself was a lawyer so I'm sure she brings a lot of that experience to this book and I don't know I don't know what else to say about it except that it sounds amazing it also has a gorgeous cover oh yes like it's this really beautiful like kind of haunting cover that's like trees but it looks like it's on fire yeah I love small town mysteries like oh man <laughs> and a courtroom drama in the mix like come on it has everything that you're looking for in a book. Basically. Basically. And I didn't read many <laughs> mysteries last year. And that's... Wow. I know. I don't know how I did that. So that's one of my goals is to like read some more of those this year. So I'm really eager to jump into this one. So that is Miracle Creek by Angie Kim. And it is going to be published on April 16th by Sarah Crichton Books. And that is our top eight books that we are excited for in the first half of 2019. As we said at the beginning of this episode, there are so many more books that we could have included. And I'm sure we will be posting about them on Instagram and other places. So be sure to 
keep an eye out for those. Yeah. Uh, And of course, they are all linked in our show notes, so you can go check them out. And we will also have some honorable mentions there. And if you didn't know, we have a full version of our show notes on our website, readingonepodcast.com, with pictures. We all love pictures. And all the linked things. So you'll definitely want to go check that out. And I will link the full show notes page uh, in the show notes as well. This is just getting like Inception. Um, (laughs) Before we leave you, a little programming note. We are adding some new members to the Reading Women team this year, which we mentioned in our last episode. Uh, But this means that we will have more amazing and diverse reads and perspectives. We are so excited to add these wonderful women to this team. This podcast has grown so much in the last year. And so having a couple extra hands on deck is going to be invaluable and we're also really excited for the perspectives that these women will bring um as we've mentioned before Kendra and I are only two people and can only read so much in one year so they're going to be bringing as Kendra mentioned like even more diverse books to this podcast and to our reviews and we're just so excited about that and on January 30th there will be a special episode where the co-hosts will be introducing themselves and where they will be talking about their reading interests and yeah it'll be a lot of fun now we've asked each of them to tell us about a book or a couple of books that inspired them and their view on women writers particularly in the realm of feminism so i'm very excited for the books that they've picked and you know for each of them i think it really describes their personalities and their perspectives so i'm really looking forward to sharing that with you all and i know they are they're very excited as well All right, so that's our show. Many thanks to our patrons whose support makes this podcast possible. If you haven't already, please leave us a review in your podcast app of choice, and thanks to all of you who have already done that. To subscribe to our newsletter or to learn more about becoming one of our patrons, visit us at readingwomenpodcast.com. In the meantime, you can find Reading Women on Instagram and Twitter at The Reading Women. You can find Kendra at KD Winchester and me at Autumn Privet. Thank you all so much for listening to Reading Women, and we will talk to you soon.